this retro thing for what it is Nostalgia goggles heavy on those things when we were kids I've got the memories of falling while my hair is turning gray I'm digging back on all the things that were better yesterday So for all those things nostalgic I also do is delight Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 141 and the final episode of the the month of disaster movies that has a name, but it's terrible, so I don't say it out loud anymore. Was it Disapril? Yeah. (laughs) Well, technically Disaspril, which is, you know, whatever. I wanted to do disaster movies, and we did, and and still continue to, as we today take on a double dose of 19 the we're going to tackle 1997's weird obsession with volcano movies and we're going <clears> to <throat> we're going to do them both we're going to do volcano in this segment and then we're going to do my wife will join me later for a dante's peak segment this is going to be weird because i've already seen both movies but i haven't recorded the other segment yet so it's going to be strange because i have the freedom to talk about both and people listening are probably wondering well if you're doing Deep Impact, or not, sorry, if you're doing Dante's Peak and Volcano, why didn't you do Armageddon and Deep Impact? And the answer is fuck Deep Impact. Hey, That's why. Whoa. <laughs> whoa. I am not, I was not expecting that to be where that sentence led. I mean, r- come on, really? I haven't seen Armageddon, but I like Deep Impact. Uh, <laughs> Maybe I-, I like Deep Impact because I haven't seen Armageddon. Let's get real. Deep Impact is probably the better movie, but my thing had more dramatic effect and you ruined Deep Impact. Or, yeah, Deep Impact doesn't have Ben Affleck singing off key in it. So for that reason alone, it's the better movie. It also has Elijah Wood, so. It does have Elijah Wood. That's not really a plus for me. Oh, it counts. It counts as two pluses for me. So, so then what are the three pluses on Armageddon side? When did I say there were three pluses? Well, if it's better than Deep Impact, and Deep Impact has two because of Elijah Wood. Okay. Armageddon has Ben Affleck trying to be sexy with animal crackers. So that's one. Actually, no, that's tech- that's two. Uh, and it has... Uh-oh. Maybe Bear. that's it. <laughs> Bear? Is that the Michael Clark Duncan character? Yes, Bear is awesome. Okay, oh, yes. I thought that's... there was an actual bear, and I was about to get real on board with oh, this movie. <laughs> man, we could have led you down a path of, because you haven't seen it. No. So what do you know? It's like, well, the plan is to get a bear to just dig into the uh, into the asteroid, and then they'll blow it up from the middle. I feel like we've derailed, yeah. especially early on this time. All right. Hopefully the great granola incident of 2021 is now behind us and we can move forward to today's actual subject of conversation. 1997's Volcano, also known as by its French title, Merde un Volcan. Right, Sam? Is that the actual French title? I mean, I wouldn't know otherwise. Did I, did I get that at all right? 
I don't know. It's probably did I, close enough. Did I say what I was trying to say, basically? As what I mean, did I, I just, think so. What did I just say? You said shit, a volcano, which okay, great. about sums it up. Uh, yeah. That's basically. the episode. We're done. Perfect. Yeah. Also known by its other title, Don't Be Racist? Volcano colon Don't Be a Racist? <laughs> which I guess we'll get into. Uh, first, let's get a little history. Mine's easy. I've never seen Volcano. Sam? I have also not seen, well, I have now, but I hadn't seen Volcano. Lillen? I've seen it not as much as I'd watch Day After Tomorrow, but probably at least eight times. Wow. I mean, confuses me. I have, so I wrote this down. This is a direct quote from you in our Day After Tomorrow episode where you said, quote, this is a cinematic gift from God. Which is high praise. Bullshit. (laughs) I I have it written down right here. I'd show you, but I can't. But it's written. It's amazing how easy it is to write shit that isn't true. Trust (laughs) me, I do it regularly. So what what would you say then, what is Volcano? If it's not quite that. A fun disaster movie. I mean, we get Tommy Lee Jones and Anne Hesch who have ridiculous frigging chemistry together stupid amounts of lava which nobody in LA can except the geologist can apparently accept that is lava and lots of shit going boom it makes me happy did anyone else check the age difference between Tommy Lee Jones and Anne Heche when they made this movie I kind of hard to like not guess that it's insane does it I I think I remember the number but I'm gonna pull up their Pages here, just in case. Would anyone like to hazard a guess? What was at the, around at least the time of filming? So like 96, 97. What was the age difference? I mean, to Let's be clear, in, the age difference would still be the same today. That's, I guess that's true. You're right. That's, that is the math that we're doing. <laughs> Thank you, Sam. Jesus. At I least mean, 25 years. Yeah, I was going to say 26 to be difficult. Okay, I won't guess because I have the answer in front of me. So we are going to have to do a little quick math here. So uh, Anne Heche was born in 69. Tommy Lee Jones was four, 46. So what, that's 23? Everybody's over, everybody loses. But still, 23 years difference. Yeah. But I guess my first question about them is, are they meant to be? romantic or are they just like there's a bit when they first meet and and Hayes' friend is kind of ribbing her a little bit like oh you like him but that's kind of like they don't kiss at the end or anything no i don't know that they're supposed to be like romantic romantic but they're they're supposed to be like a camaraderie there i suppose but and hesh L- can do better lillian what do you think are they doing it they're not doing it even after the rush the of resident. dealing with a volcano, or maybe that's it. They have that night of passion because they just took on this volcano and then they're like, oh. Okay, for the love of God, can we not talk about Tommy Lee Jones in <laughs> any night of passion ever? Okay. No. This I is don't the think most... he's capable of passion. That's one thing that we like to talk about around here is Tommy Lee Jones's sex life. Because somebody has to. <laughs> <laughs> But no, I mean, seriously, at the end of the movie, though, that scene where she's like, 
like they're sitting there and you know going through the whole well all shucks you know if well if I would have and then I would blah 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 black it back and forth and then she just kind of like hugs his arm and he like doesn't even look at her I think that's a pretty clear indication that's true to be fair they seem to have very different coping styles with the whole you know volcano thing yeah there is a volcano in this movie um Normally, this is where I would say, let's get into the plot. But the plot is basically the French title I gave this movie. Oh, shit, a volcano. My dad asked me what the movie Volcano was about. It was like, the title might be misleading, but it's about an earthquake. Yeah. Like, what the fuck are you expecting it to be about, Milton? I mean, I got to admire anything that just because when they were sitting down to be like, God, what do we call our volcano movie where a volcano does volcano shit? It's like, God, hmm. LA disaster? No. And then they're just like, fuck it. Volcano and we'll find us, we'll figure out something better later. I do feel like it needed an exclamation point at the end, like volcano. Agreed. We missed an opportunity. And then a sequel where they just add an exclamation mark every time. <laughs> oh no, comma, volcano. Uh, what else is there even? To say? I mean, that, <laughs> that is the story. Where they discover what if there was a volcano underneath Los Angeles and then Anne Heche is a scientist. I'm sure they said her job title. Lillen, as the resident Anne Heche professions in cinema expert. Geologist. Oh, I probably should have gotten that. I thought she was a seismologist, but I'll allow it. She, she yeah. could be a seismologist. It's ground shit. She does yeah. ground shit. Ground shit. Ground shit. <laughs> So she shows up and she's like, I know all about ground shit and this is bad. There could be a volcano under there. And all the men are like, lady scientists, you don't know. And then, of course, oh, no, there was a volcano. Maybe we should have listened. And I think I think Lillian actually pointed out earlier that when lava shows up, everyone just kind of stands around. It's like, what's that? What's that that's happening? It's like, you're not well, three years old. Like, yeah, you've never seen it in person before, but I think you could go... Oh, it just, it really like, I don't know. And the, the movie opens with like, what is it? Seven public works employees just like literally getting cooked to death in like a manhole. Yeah. And they're all like, they're all pretty chill about it. And there's like some really shitty practical effects where like, clearly they were like trying to save money. So like the half of the guy's face is burnt and you get like a four second shot of that. And like, well, it was also a PG-13 movie, so you can't wow. linger too much on melting faces. And, and yes, we watched, we watched that guy from the Drew Carey, show, Drew Carey show sink into lava and scream as he gets burned alive, which is a pretty intense... There's a few intense deaths in this movie. Yeah, they're not. I mean, yeah. They pretty casually did, like take out a couple of firefighters pretty early on as, again... Bad movie to be a newscaster. A little better than Day After Tomorrow. They're, it's good they're here because they deliver a lot of the plot. Like, it's kind of on the newscaster characters to describe everything that's happening in the movie. But there's one part where, like, a piece of lava or something hits a fire truck and they can't get the fire guy out. And he's just like, oh, there are firefighters being cooked alive right here. It's like, wow. Do we think that this was Day After Tomorrow's inspiration for just, like, making L.A. an absolute shithole of natural disasters? Maybe? I feel like no. I feel like Volcano has not inspired anything. 
maybe they sat down and went, let's not do that. But then they kind of did. Kind of. And so, okay, so you got Tommy Lee Jones as (laughs) Dr. Tommy Lee Jones. I don't think he's even a doctor. He's like the manager of emergency public works or something. The Office of Emergency Management, I think, is the official title, maybe. I just remember Um, the OEM on his hat. I thought he had more science. No, he literally seems to be like, whoa, well, this bridge is awfully backed up today. I better go yell at someone. Like, that's his actual job, which, I mean, I don't know that he was really qualified to deal with this volcano. Because he really, Remember at that one point, he goes, I'm starting to miss the Mississippi. (laughs) That was a good Tommy Lee Jones. You're going to have to keep that up the rest of the episode now. You can't lay groundwork like that and not follow through. Sam, let's hear your Tommy Lee Jones. I'm Tommy Lee Jones, and I'm not very excited to no, be in stop, this stop. film. No, stop, <laughs> I actually would disagree. I feel like Tommy Lee Jones was pretty committed to this movie because I, I thought maybe he would half-ass it. But I, he seems like he's given it, like he's trying. Well, I mean, he's... Okay, Tommy Lee Jones is not, like, the most, like, flexible, malleable actor out there. So, like, I mean, it (laughs) doesn't help. What are you trying to say? It's not helping that right now all I can think of is this and The Fugitive. Oh, Men in Black, one, two, yeah, and three. Men in Black, that's all. That's <laughs> that's my basis for Tommy Lee Jones movies. I, I don't like Men in Black, I'm sorry. Wait, any of them? Not even one? No, I don't. I did not like it. My brother was like really obsessed with it. And I think at the time when I came out, when it came out, like that was enough to put me off of it because mm. he just watched it so much that. But it had Squid Baby. I don't, I literally, I remember nothing except them and like the alien pug. It sounds like it's time to revisit Men in Black. Oh, Sam. I have no interest. You need to watch Men in Black again. It's got Men Squid Baby, Black. Sam. Yeah, Sam. You can send me, you can send me a picture of Squid Baby. How's that, Lillian? It's, it's time to, to get over the hurt that, that that movie caused you in your youth and give it, give it another chance. I gave, I gave Shrek another chance after what it did to me. What did that show do to you? Uh, uh, I'll tell it quickly because I might have told this story on the podcast before, but I used to work at a video store and we were obligated every month to play this DVD of like from corporate. That was like trailers for movies that were coming out that month, et cetera, et cetera. And whatever, that wasn't great. But every now and then the DVD player would break and we would use a VHS player as backup to play kids movies as background because you couldn't do anything you know, above PG because families, except sometimes late at night, we one guy would put on Joe Dirt. So I ended up seeing Joe Dirt a lot of times too. But the assistant manager, who to this day has the worst taste in movies of any human being I have ever met, it, it like to the point where I was like, she's fucking with me. Like she has to be, just would play Shrek. Just Shrek one over and over from the start of the shift and then it would end and the VCR would rewind maybe itself. We probably didn't even need to tell it to do it. Cause it would just, it just knew its place. So it'd be Shrek credits, the, the bonus Shrek's karaoke swamp jam 
mini movie where you get to hear them all sing fucking Beatles and whatever monkeys songs. I don't know. And then it would just start again and again and again. That movie is barely 90 minutes. So you do that math of how many times you can get through it in an eight hour shift. Four and a half, I guess. I'll be right back. I need another beer. Is that the math? That's too much Shrek for Lilith to handle. Two every three hours. So at the six hour mark, you've already watched it. No, that's five times. (laughs) In a shift. For months. And there's a scene in in Will Smith's I Am Legend. Will Smith is also in Men in Black, Sam. In case you didn't know, you should watch Men in Black. I did know that. Uh, where uh, in in I Am Legend, he ends up with, I, I don't remember anything about the movie except this one part where he is in a house with like a mom and a son and they're watching Shrek and Will Smith starts reciting all of the dialogue along with Shrek. And then I started reciting all of the lines along with Will Smith and Shrek. And it was like Shrekception, like three different <laughs> levels of it. And I've never related to a movie character more than right then when I was like, oh, Will Smith, I get it. I'm sorry about like everything else you're dealing with. I don't know about that. This seems bad. But right now in this moment, I get it. And that's my Shrek story. (laughs) I feel intensely sorry for you. It was not a good July and August of 2005, 2004. The good news is when we put it back on uh, for our kids, I found that I had forgotten a lot of it. Well, that's good. And that was kind of nice. Like still, obviously the major beeps and a lot of the stuff I still, but there were little moments where I was like, I don't actually know what the dialogue is here. So. That's a bad kids movie to ruin too. Cause it's one that's like, it's kind of fun no matter what age you're at. Cause there's enough of like that innuendo and stuff, but I guess, yeah, yeah watching it. There's, know, a like- cynic- there's a cynicism to Shrek that I appreciate. Now that you've got some like distance. It. Yeah. You didn't like it? I mean, it was kind of okay, but it's one of those movies that I watched once and like literally have no desire to ever watch again. And you've seen how many times I've watched Day After Tomorrow and Volcano <laughs> and Jurassic Park and just about like every movie out there that I love, I rewatch and I, I don't ever want to watch that movie again. That's fair. I can describe it all to you right now. You open on a swamp. Fade in. Didn't we come here to discuss Volcano? (laughs) No, I'm Trojan horsing a Shrek episode into this. I never watched Volcano. I watched the trailer and I've been lying. (laughs) Let's talk Shrek. I think it's really funny when he's torturing the gingerbread man. (laughs) Fine, we'll talk about Volcano. Yeah, so Tommy Lee Jones, not not a very first actor. Okay, but Sam, at least answer me this. In which role is he the sexiest? (laughs) Men in Black 1? The Fugitive? I I haven't seen The Fugitive. I'm like trying to think. I'd have to look through his his filmography. I have have it in front of me. Was it No Country for Old Men? Was it Lincoln? I think he gets to wear makeup in that one. Saucy. Uh, Let's see. What maybe some of his... Oh, under Siege, Sam. Under Siege. I have seen none of these movies. Oh, Under Siege, Sam. I'm just going to keep saying that. He's the bad guy. He goes up against Steven Seagal. So. 
Who was he in Batman Forever? He was Two Face. Yeah, he was. Too Were you about to say a Joker? I was. You literally have the word in front of you. Yeah, he did not enjoy that experience, which makes me like him a little bit more. Have you tried to go back to Batman Forever? Not recently, no. Spoilers, because we almost did an episode on it, but we didn't. But when we do, it doesn't not hold good. up very well. No, not a lot. And when I was in 1995, I'd have told you that was one of my favorite movies. I was always a big fan of uh, Batman and Robin, which I recognize is not a quality product, but I loved a, it. You're going to get a personalized email from Joel Schumacher now because <laughs> he's got Google, what are the alerts out for words like that. So he's going to be like, thank you. Someone gets it. So volcano. <laughs> but is it actually a volcano or when it shows it, is it just stock footage of a volcano? Because it, you see it at the end, and the final shot of the movie, you see it within the the geography of the city. Yeah. But before that, anytime it cut to a, a volcano spewing lava, I swear it was either stock footage or like a close up of someone's science project that they just shrouded in darkness so we couldn't tell. Yeah, it wasn't. The, they didn't do a great job with the special effects. It kind of seemed like they kind of had it like on a TV in the background, and someone was holding like a like cut out of like a building in the foreground <laughs> so you could like kind of like feel like you were there you know i i think i went in expecting a literal volcano to burst out yeah they really should of a, like it. an la street and then like there it is like it's just part of it but mostly we don't see it until the end and we just you know it lurks in the shadows and spits lava at us and we have to dig holes to be like fuck you Honestly, there were so many better titles, really. They could have just gone like LA Va or like Oh my The Streets of Lava or like <laughs> The Subway is Lava. Really, like there were so many things you could do with lava that aren't just eh, No, you nailed it with LA Va. Then you should have just stopped talking because right then that's when if you were in the pitch meeting for this movie, <laughs> when you just throw the script on the ground and walk out and they go, That was weird. You want to just call it a volcano? <laughs> Have you guys seen Lava Lanchula? No, actually. No. <laughs> Should I? Um, I'm not saying it's a good movie, but it's an experience. It's exactly what it sounds like, right? A tarantula that's made of lava? Lots of them, yes. Oh, more than one. Does it star a vaguely recognizable, like, oh, I know him or her? I think so, but there's actually a couple, if I'm recalling right, there's actually a couple kind of spiders in Los Angeles movies. That, um, so give me a second here. And yes, I've seen all of them. It's important to fact check your, your Los Angeles spider movies. I get it, because I'm actually realizing in this moment I'm starting to get Dante's Peak and Volcano a little flip-flopped in my head, because I almost referenced something that didn't happen in this movie, so this could get bad. That's Quite frankly, not much happens in this movie. Well, they dig okay, a so hole, <laughs> and racism happens, and then it doesn't happen. We should get to that soon, but... Okay, yeah. so there's Lava Lanchula, and then there's two Lava, two Lanchula. Yes! <laughs> two Lava, two Lanchula, and I think... <laughs> God, I can't even... 
Okay, so it's too long that Tulantula actually has. Was in that. <laughs> I hope they just kept too going. Too long Tulantula has Steve Gutenberg in it. There we uh, go. Yep. But Lava Lantula, the main character, is um, also kind of maybe recognizable. Uh, holy crap! Is it Steve Gutenberg too? It is. Holy oh, shit! There you go. The Goots. He played in all of them. <laughs> Good for the Goots. Spoilers for anyone wondering whether he survives. Two Lava, two Lantula. It'd be great if they just kept going with the Fast and Furious subtitles and then we got Lava Lantula, colon, Tokyo Drift. <laughs> and then I guess they would just go back to Lava Lantula. Then it just gets weird. Tommy Lee Jones has a kid and she's in the movie. And I immediately took a dislike to her because he's driving her somewhere. I don't know. It doesn't matter. And then lava happens because there's a she's volcano. She's useless. She is and useless. <laughs> she's was... 13 years old. Come she on. She is useless. Okay. Okay, Lillian, let me counteract <laughs> what you just said. Because, okay, so there's a part where there, you know, lava's happening and Tommy Lee Jones runs off to go do hero stuff and she stays behind in the car and then she gets out and there's lava happening. And she sees there's lava happening and she just stands there. And then it's like, I got burned. Like, yeah, you did. Cause she's 13 years old. I feel like at 13, okay. you're smart enough to at least like slowly back away from the lava. Like, I mean, My... they kind of set it up with like her mom being like, you know, she freezes when she's panicked, like because there was an earthquake earlier on in the movie. But like, they're basically just setting us up for like, we know that we hired a subpar child actor, <laughs> and here is why. <laughs> like, that, she's somebody though. But before I look up the uh, the actor who played the daughter about the thirteen thing, Gabby Hoffman. That name sounds familiar. Was she in that movie with the monkey in the hotel? Dunstan checks in. I don't know if she was like really. That's your claim to <laughs> I can't believe but I, I just have to speak. That. I'm sorry, but I have to speak for the 13 year old thing. Y'all have to remember, I have a 12 year old who can't remember how to open the front door half the time. So yeah, I can completely get the 13 year old standing there being completely inept because yeah, it's realistic. But to counter that. I have a four-year-old and a one-year-old and they love to play The Floor is Lava. And when they play that and there's a song that goes with it and then when the song is like The Floor is Lava, they get the fuck off the floor immediately. So I feel like if I presented them with an actual Floor is Lava, they'd be like, oh, let's get on the couch, which wouldn't help much, but... And I I feel like it's just... (sighs) It's continuous with this character. Like she exists like purely to cause strife in a movie that already has, you know, a lava problem. Lava problems know, also would have been a good name for this movie. Basically anything but disagree. Volcano. I don't know. I love that it's just called volcano, but if it had also been called lava problems. <laughs> so you're like, is it a disaster movie or is it like is that a code for just like a family drama? Sorry, Lillian, I feel you were going to say something. No, I'm good. Yes. Oh, no, 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 no. Wait, hold on. Yep. So, talking about the family drama, kind of sidelining us again, I'm sorry, but um, 
there's this Yellowstone eruption, you know, super volcano. Okay, the book is actually literally called Super Volcano. Anyways, that book, like the best comment I saw on that book was that the title should have been Super Volcano colon and also a family and also crappy family or something like that. It's just like, and I did not finish that book because it sucked balls. Oh, plot twist. That would have actually also been a good name for Volcano. Volcano colon and some like some family stuff, kind of. Volcano colon, <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones should not be left in sole custody of his daughter. I mean, he does say, well, no, he actually, he sends her to the hospital where then, boy, that was a mean, there was a, that was a mean bit of business. There's a part where, so they all, Tommy Lee Jones has been sending everybody, as always, he has a character name. It doesn't matter. He's playing Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> As far as I'm concerned, this happened to him. And he's sending everyone to this one hospital. There's a reason. I think it's because like the it's safe from where the lava's going. I don't know, Lillen. There's a re- there's a yeah. strategic reason. Yeah, I think That's it's it. supposed to be like the furthest away from the current shit show. Yeah. So he's been sending everyone there. So later we find out, like, uh-oh, the volcano tricked us. And now it's going to attack that hospital or, you know, something like that. And so then they're like, oh, damn you, Volcano. And so now he has to go save that. But there's a part where they kind of don't succeed. And the the Volcano starts just attacking this hospital. And there's patients outside because obviously they've run out of space inside. So they're just treating people out on the streets. And we just watch as pieces of a Volcano like land on people in gurneys and set them aflame. Like this isn't this isn't fun. This just seems mean. I also don't feel like those hospital gowns were made of natural materials because they went up real quick. Real quick. Unless there was this one shitty doctor who was like, gasoline's good for burns. Oh no. And there's that whole side plot with uh Aiden from Sex in the City. I have see oh. like some John people Corbett? get names. Yeah, there you go. Some people get actor names. Other ones get defined by their other roles, but no one knows what their actual character names in this movie are. I would have um, called him my big fat Greek weddings, John Corbett. That's mm, my re- point of reference for him. He's Aiden from Sex is he playing? Is Aiden an asshole? Because I feel like John Corbett is one of those guys because he just has that look that he, outside of, I guess, my big fat Greek wedding, they're just like, you can't play a good dude because look at you. No, he was like, he was kind of okay. Carrie cheats on him. Like a lot. And then does he become the jaded character in Volcano? Is Sex in the okay. City the prequel to Volcano? Because this dude straight up sucks. He does. And he, he serves no purpose except to just kind of like None. shame his wife who happens to be, I don't know, like an Asian lady into like just leaving everyone because <laughs> again, racism. He comes to her place of business where she is, I assume, just been working around the clock or actually no this movie doesn't take place over a very long period of time no, it takes place over like three hours yes but she is you know killing herself running around trying to save all these people and he shows up all pissed like it's time to go home you don't even know these people which do, did you know what a doctor is is it just in it like you know, doctors see their friends that's and then she doesn't and he doesn't even die does he he just kind of runs off. I don't know that we know what happens to him. He just kind of like intermittently pops up when we need someone to like 
be an asshole for a second to like kind of drive that side plot with the daughter forward. He feels like he should be the character that we're waiting for to get his comeuppance. Like he should get the death that the the guy who spends the first half of the movie going like, I want to with my trains. My trains are good. I love my trains. That guy. He probably has a name too. He, he melts. He melts as a hero. But he, he does. does. He's the dad from Bubble Boy, by the way. To Is he? Back to Jakey Gyllenhaal. Everything, all roads lead back to Bubble Boy. Crazy. His name is Stan, by the way. The character? Oh, you're yeah. right. They do. Yeah, they do say Stan a lot because they're, you know, Stan, jump. And, and he's like, I, and he has this like slow motion and you're like, oh, he's not. <laughs> the movie doesn't even try and make you think he's going to make it, even though people watching are like, oh, we're about to watch a guy melt. But he throws because like he, he yeets the, the train driver. Because yeah. he, he he yeah he he goes to find the driver of well, one of his trains that's been knocked aside by the volcano, and he hurls that guy, and then they all just sit there and go like, "There goes Stan." He always said this is how we'd go. <laughs> we never believed him. He's a subway <laughs> tunnel filled with lava. Yeah. We all thought he was nuts, but yeah. you know. Oh. You got us again, Stan. Anyway, we should probably get out of here. Do we talk about the racism <laughs> stuff already? This, I feel like this has been disjointed even by so do we still like the standards. That's what happens when you record at night and you've been up since five o'clock this morning. I because I think normally we would follow like a narrative thread, but in my head, it's just, there's a volcano happening. There's really, and there's not much. I mean, like we can hit like the cliffs notes. Like they try to like, like early on in the movie, we watch the lava, like eat a fire truck and then like destroy Tommy Lee Jones's car. But then like five minutes later, we're like, yeah, we'll just tip over the school bus. Everything will be fine. So like the logic is not, really there and then they put up some concrete barricades and they douse it and that works for a second but then Anne Hesh is like but I know volcanoes and they're up to some volcano-y shit yeah my favorite part my favorite character in this whole movie is the guy who steals her shit from the front of her truck (laughs) that that dude was the best where there's like oh there's looting because of course there's looting because humans are the real monsters and Anne Hesh has just left the underground where she watched her friend fall into a pit in front of her. And she's all distraught and she puts a piece of her equipment down on the hood of her truck. And a dude immediately <laughs> runs by and snakes it and runs off. I was like, yes, that's my there's guy. The, the scene too at like, one point the, where the, the the telecast, like the news broadcaster is like, they're looting in the hills and it's footage of people looting a fucking Whole Foods. <laughs> yeah. Classic Los Angeles. <laughs> I wanted to the follow-up scene where that guy who stole her equipment like gets home or goes to his friends like, what'd you get? He doesn't know. He got like a seismology meter radar. It's like, I don't know. I guess we can go underground and measure quakes. There's Jeremy also a got scene a t- like... Brad, Jeremy got a TV. What are you even doing? There's also a scene, like, right after, yeah, like, her friend who, like, you think, I was surprised that the friend died, to be honest. I thought she was going to have a bigger role, and then she just pretty much immediately falls into this crack. But as, like, 
you know, Los Angeles is on fire and there's like literal like fire falling from the sky and like earthquakes. And Anne Hesh is just standing there kind of wistfully like, Rachel would have loved this. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> uh, also, this movie like had some head. great lines, though. It had they, some great lines. You have to acknowledge that. I'm going to have to hear what some of them were, and then I'll agree or disagree. <laughs> okay. Uh, I actually have a couple written down. Like, I love early on, we were just talking about uh, Rachel, where she just says, there's no history of anything that happens until there is. It's a great line. That actually, I did kind of note that that, that is a, a good, good way. For, yeah, for, that is a good way for the movie to just kind of skate over anyone like us saying it's ridiculous that there'd be a volcano there until there's a volcano there. It also like, I don't know, it really struck me as a bit strange that they were so against like the concept that there might be like a volcano. It's like, Okay, but LA is full of like seismic activity and it's got like the tar pits and like all kinds of weird shit. Like, I don't know, like of all the unbelievable stuff going on in this movie, like the idea that it could potentially happen didn't seem like that far fetched. We can't get people to believe in climate change. We can never oh, get them to, to agree that there might be a volcano underneath our feet. Plus, I mean, every, I mean, from what? san andreas everything you hear about california the focus is on earthquakes the big earthquake and well it's la can they really think about more than one thing at one time can neither confirm nor deny shots fired (laughs) if anyone listening from la and i i'm guessing there's a couple want to defend 1997's volcano era la I think we need to talk about the racism. The only other part I can think of is when they're hanging off that fire ladder. And I was just thinking the whole time that Tommy Lee Jones does not have the upper body strength to hang on for that long. (laughs) So maybe let's talk about the racism in a weirdly timely bit of business. So everyone in this movie is very focused on, oh shit, volcano, lava, These are our immediate problems, except this one cop whose main focus is, I gotta arrest this black guy. And that's his arc. And his main, like, that's all he could think about. To be clear, clear too, the crime that the black man was committing was asking the fire trucks to help with his neighborhood that is currently on fire. Yeah. AKA provide the service that they provide. How dare he? So, so that, yeah. So there's that piece kind of early on. He's like, you're, we're, we're taking you in. And then when it comes time to put the concrete barriers up to fight the lava, uh, I'm trying to remember. So there's like, there's the one cop's like, he's going in. The, there's the other cop who's like, come on, you're being ridiculous. And so that cop, I guess the good cop, you know, uncuffs the guy and he's like, you know, whatever, go, 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 go. But then he, you know, he starts to leave and he comes back and he, you know, he goes next to the racist cop who was going to take him in. And the two of, you know, the two of them side by side help. Whatever they were trying to lift. They're trying like, to they... lift a barricade of some sort yeah. <clears throat> that they couldn't. Cause I don't know. Cops are weak, whatever. And then after 
the one the racist cop seems a little bummed that that guy gets to get lower. No, he lets him go. He's like, fine, get out of here. And then his cop buddy goes, you're a good man, Terry. And I went, no. I had <laughs> a note not, on that. <laughs> that is not true. Just because he chose not to be like, fine, in this moment, I won't be racist. Well, and especially like the first cop like said it right when he first arrested him. Like, what the fuck are you going to do with him? Like, there's a volcano. Where are yeah. you going? Where are you taking him? The highways are full of lava. Like, where are you going? And he wouldn't let that deter him. Like, no, this guy is going to prison. This is my singular focus. So I was not, in, not into nope. that arc that ends with, you're a good man. Then we're all supposed to be like, way to go, Terry. is like, oh. Also, I think, I think he makes a reference to being like the next Rodney King, which was, ooh. Yeah, because he, yeah, there the, he does reference that. So there, there was that, which already surprised me because I was not expecting that in this movie. But that's not, not even the moment that I was like, oh my God. I, I think I sent you a message when you is said that you, you had about 15 to? minutes left. I'm like, there is a moment and you will know it when you hit it because okay, Jesus I, Christ. I assumed it was this. So, okay, so the daughter has a whole thing. She's at the hospital and she ends up looking after this kid. It, none of it really matters. And then the kid runs off because she lets her, you know, she, she, she doesn't do a good job of watching him. And that's what children do. So she goes to chase after him. And at the end of the movie, they're blowing up a building so that it falls in the lava and lavas can't deal with weight um, or something like that. Uh, well, they have to stop it because the concern is that the lava can mold into a big fist. And so they need to stop it from doing that. So it's molding. Into I think the it, big was gonna, fist. it was going to it was going to erupt like because the lava was superheated by the subway tunnels that they shouldn't have built in the first place. And the subway tunnel ended right outside Cedar Sinai. So it was going to erupt if they didn't like deflect it somehow. But I'm I'm still not really clear on how taking okay. the building down oh, I can knows. kind of help there. <laughs> so it's not that it's going to stop it from erupting. It's that they're trying to block it, basically divert it from Cedar Sinai. It's not, oh, this is going to erupt. It's like if this lava comes through, it's going to hit Cedar. So and it's not like that the building is going to, you know, magically save them forever, but you get that much still and concrete in the way if they can do that and successfully like divert things trench. like yeah build that trench it's kind of a twofer that'll help protect this uh cedar sinai okay also i think the building was owned by john corbett asshat yeah oh it was you're right they established that i guess at the beginning i forgot about that bit of business but so there is the, another really good line that Anne Hesch says. I mean, it's not like a great line, but where she just kind of looks confused and she says, I don't know what a volcano is going to do with man-made tunnels to travel through. And it's like, <laughs> that's, I, at that point, I was like, very good point. Good point. And then she does the stupid thing with the, the basketball rolling, which I was like, okay, whatever, lady. There's also a point where she goes down into one of the tunnels with absolutely no PPE, no suit, no nothing 
sticks her thermometer into the ground to like get a read on like where the lava is and it like immediately shoots up to like 662 degrees Fahrenheit or something. And I'm like, first off, I feel like you would be very uncomfortable standing in a location where it is 662 degrees Fahrenheit in like a tank top. Secondly, did you really need a thermometer to tell you that it's that hot? Like, I don't know. There's, there's a, a lot of questionable science here. We're, but we're not seismologists. That's true. That's true. We're not. But I feel like 600 and like that's hotter than your oven goes, Sean. I feel but like your shoes would cook. Was that this movie or Dante's Peak? It's this movie where he, I was like, there's a shoe cooking scene in one of them. It's this one. It's poor Stan as he's making his way through the burning. Uh, train we see his shoes melting i think and, tommy lee jones and don Cheadle also have melty shoes although no not don Cheadle. the other guy that's with him that's not don Cheadle. gator yeah that guy don Cheadle's in this movie that's also worth mentioning that was a <laughs> fun little surprise for me because i like don Cheadle. so when he showed up i went ah. yeah, good. he didn't get to do much he just kind of stands in one room and talks into a headset but always good to have him so there's this kid, and they're blowing up this building to uh, to scare the lava into submission. Or the, you know, this, Lillian explained it very well, so uh, we don't need to, to go back over that. And as it's blowing up, they're like, "There's a kid there! Everyone get there!" And Tommy Lee Jones is like, "Oh, I have to run!" So he runs and he gets the kid, and then they jump in front of a green screen, and there's like almost too many outdated effects to keep up with. They all happen so rapid fires, like green screen and CGI lava spurts. And I was like, wow, there's a lot for my brain to take. <laughs> and then when it's all done, they've done it. And the lava, you know, the lava runs off. Cause it's like, I can't get, I can't get through this building back that way. And then the lava goes off. Uh, and a, a firefighter or someone is holding this kid and he goes, you know, do you see your parents? Where are your parents? And the kid's looking around and he goes, all the faces are the same. And then this music starts to play and we cut around to see that people of every color and every race are just covered in ash. That was the absolute worst scene. <laughs> Jesus. I was he just looks around and goes, they all look the same in his little weird baby voice. And it's like, oh man. It's like, okay, you know what your parents look like though. Like even still, and we never even, as far as we know, his parents are dead. Because I don't think we ever see him unite with them. He just is there to remind us about, like, that racism is bad. Which, yes, of course. But I I don't know if Volcano was the, the one who was going to come forward and be like, we're going to fix this. I... Even if they just had that scene without the kids saying all the faces are the same, we would have pieced together like, well, look at everyone did come together to fight back against the bigger evil, the volcano. But I guess thanks, volcano. <laughs> Without you, we never would have learned. I feel like in a movie that made a lot of questionable choices, that was potentially the most questionable. It was... And that's basically the end of the movie. <laughs> it just... Good intentions, you know, great. But someone in editing should have been like, I think this needs to go. 
I mean, it I was what, like, it was like almost like 25 years ago at this point, I guess. Almost. It's like this part here, I'm just going to put this highlight this and I'm going to click the scissor button if anyone's like, oh, okay. But do you really expect a movie with a title like Volcano to do anything that's not absolutely ham-fisted? That is a fair point. It is not a movie that deals in subtlety in any capacity. The name of the movie is Volcano. So, and the I'm sure- The scene that really got me was the firefighters spraying their hoses just onto like the top of the lava. Like sh- they've clearly been told just wait until it pools and then we'll dump a bunch of water. And they're just standing there with their hoses, just spraying the lava as it rolls toward them. And it's like, you're fucking idiots. I was too focused on the helicopters that as far as I'm aware, were dropping the water that they had acquired from swimming pools. Because Don Cheeto's on the phone and they go, we, he's like, we don't have, whoever he's talking to is like, we don't have enough water for that. He's like, go drain the swimming pools. And then I like the idea that all these helicopters then have to go to all these houses and be like, this is mine now. Get back in your house. I own this pool of water. And We're supposed to believe that. that rich people would actually let them do it too. Yeah. Also, that is there a reason of- they weren't taking the water from the ocean? Oh, well, lava gets stronger when you add salt. Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to deal at all with that. The sequel would have got into gotten into it, but this movie actually uh, didn't do that well, turns out. I'm shocked. Uh, it cost about $90 million, and at least domestically, it only made about half that. I think it made its budget back internationally, but uh, yeah, people chose... In the Great Volcano Battle of 97, people... People went Brosnan. I was going to say, like, imagine, imagine being up against the shithole that is Dante's Peak and you still come in as the second best volcano movie of 1997. I hate Dante's Peak. Peak I'll not get into it. I hate it. I hate it. I don't care if it's unfounded. I hate it. Leave it alone, Sam. I mean, I don't want to say too much since we haven't done that you know anyone listening the dante speak segment is coming up but yeah it's pretty unfounded sam you need to have a double bill of men in black and dante's peak and let go of that hate no maybe throw I, at this maybe point throw at this Shrek point it's a character trait i hate dante's peak with a passion sam, i've been telling you this for it. 10 years hating dante's peak <laughs> is not a personality you need your own identity that's not an identity <laughs> But I feel like Volcano should have done a little bit better. Just like something that I come back to every time I watch the movie is like everybody does really well together in this movie. Like, you know, the argument between Sam or Stan and Amy, which is Anne Hesh and uh, dude who gets squished at the end. Um, but like the the playful chemistry, like they all just play really really well together i think a lot of that goes to Anne hesh though like i i still don't feel like tommy lee jones was particularly great and i know you said that you i remember you saying a few weeks back that you felt like they had really good chemistry between tommy lee jones and Anne hesh and i was kind of expecting more of that but i think like what chemistry was there is entirely because Anne hesh is kind of out of her element a little bit in that this it's, movie is beneath her abilities and she really brings it. It sounds like you were disappointed they didn't bone. 
It does, I'm doesn't always, it? A little I'm bit. I'm always disappointed when, when Tommy Lee Jones doesn't get it in in a movie. It's really all I'm looking oh, for in my films. And you must be so disappointed because I feel like he rarely does. So it just must be like crushing disappointment. That's why I've stopped watching his movies, Sean. <laughs> I'm just setting another. myself up for disappointment. Like The Fugitive, I mean, he probably won't have time to, but we should still watch it. Nope. One day, Sam. I should probably check my notes. I feel like we've said almost everything there is to say. I think we have said more about Volcano (laughs) than any human being who has ever walked the earth. Um, I think, yeah, a lot of it I already covered. Like, kid, there's lava. That was her getting burned. Jump stunt. There's a part where Tommy Lee Jones and her and the kid jump off a truck and they put it in slow motion because I think they were just, you know, I don't, I don't think it was Tommy Lee Jones. I think it was a stuntman, but they seemed like, look at this. You're going to want to slow that down. The Tommy side story. Is that the kid? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why I wrote that. I think <laughs> I just wrote it because it was, I, 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 when I wrote that, I'm sure I was like, why is it here? And then by the end of the movie, I was like, oh, racism. <laughs> Patience being set on fire seems mean. These effects don't hold up. Their faces are the same? Question mark, question mark. And then I wrote Randy Newman because this movie ends with a good old <laughs> Randy Newman from Toy uh, from Toy Story because that's where obviously I know most of his work from is the you've got a friend in me. So here it's just like, ah, oh, and the song is like, got a hot lady in my car. It's like, did you even watch the movie? <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> Maybe he thought Volcano was a metaphor. For hot ladies, I don't know, but his song was definitely like cruising through LA in my nice car with my ladies. Like, I didn't listen to the whole thing, so maybe it takes a turn, but didn't seem to fit. I had a note that someone, and I, I remember it happening, but I don't remember to who. I think it was maybe one of like the firemen right at the beginning when the whole lava shitstorm starts. But there's someone who's just like, getting burned and the reaction is just it burns it burns it burns <laughs> <laughs> like what the hell is this wasn't that the daughter maybe i think it, it was, was. it might have been the daughter yes <laughs> okay maybe that my my notes were out of sequence then because i had a note like immediately after that that was just this kid is 120 percent useless yeah yeah it makes sense that he just sidelines her in a hospital and then there she gets one job and she messes that up too I don't. Oh, have I have an entry more. for worst line. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> Remember when the museum personnel are moving the paintings, and the first card goes, "Man, this Hieronymus Bosch is heavy," and the second one's like, "That's because he deals with man's inclination towards sin and defiance of God's will." And this other guard's like, "I didn't mean it like that." And the second guard's like, "Oh, right. That is. Oh, I forgot about that." The movie tries like it. <sighs> And that's where that scene ended. They're like, that's a punchline. The audience is going to love it. Like, bless its heart, it tries, but it, wow. Still better than Geostorm. I'd have to go back to Geostorm, but I don't think I agree. (laughs) I think I was just psyched up because, like, the idea of Geostorm, me and a couple co-workers had built it up so long. It's just like, this is going to be the ultimate dumb thing. Like, it just became this running 
this running joke at the office of like, oh my God, it's eight days to the Geostorm, man. And then after we spent like six months grading on the Geostorm scale of was it better or worse than Geostorm? And of course everything was better. So I think I just have more affinity for that movie's existence, even though I remember watching it and going, mm, they go to space probably, which they don't do here. No, that's definitely a point against it. They definitely do not go to space. So <laughs> I, what are my final thoughts on my first viewing of Volcano? I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, I hated it. I didn't hate it. I didn't dislike my time watching it per se. It's, it moves. It, it, like, we've, like we've been saying, it's just, oh God, there's a volcano and them dealing with it. Like it is the most stripped down to its core. Like it is the least amount of work you have to put in to say there's a plot. And it's perfect. Leave it alone. And it's like, a, yeah, it's like a lean a hundred minutes which was nice because a lot of the disaster movies this month have been like fucking Armageddon was two and a half hours. Twister was two hours. Day After Tomorrow was like 210. So it was nice to get a good like just over an hour and a half. Like, and now we're out. And then you decide to do two movies back to back. Yeah. Then we just were like, let's watch Dante's Peak now, which was 110 minutes. But we'll get to that in the next segment. So Sam, you'll have to stay tuned and listen to see what did we think of Dante's Peak? And how many times will I call you out when you can't defend yourself? Because <laughs> the answer is probably a lot. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It was fine. I don't think I'm going to... I don't think it's going to make it into the, the rewatch file. I'm happy I saw it. It's weird that I've never seen it. It feels like a movie I would have watched back when it came out. I don't, I don't, it's strange I made it this long without watching it. It's like a two and a half out of five. So what I'm learning here is that I'm just exceptionally easy to please with disaster movies. Basically, if you start blowing shit up, I'm just like, yay! I don't disagree I'm with that with sentiment. I just, maybe Volcano didn't blow up enough things. They melted a dude. So I mean, that was good. Well, I think I'm part of it's me because I think I did want a volcano in this in the middle of LA just like spewing stuff and everyone like oh no what do we do about this now yeah the title really sets expectations that it does not quite deliver on what I'd do say. we do about this now also would have been a good title for the movie <laughs> <laughs> volcano colon what do we do about this now this all in capital this movie is solely responsible for me not having a nose ring Oh, wait, I'm trying to remember. She wanted one at the start, right? I'm trying to remember. Early on, and when the babysitter goes, it's a great look, especially when you sneeze. And that just kind of got stuck in my head, and I was leaning toward nose rings, watched this movie. I'm like, nope. Oh, volcano shaping lives. <laughs> the only life it's ever changed, <laughs> including that of those involved in the film. Wonder if you asked Anne Hayes, she'd be like, I what? When I was in a movie about that? But she did that remake of Psycho. So really, Anne Hayes, calm down. 
Sam, your volcano thoughts? Did we already get them? <laughs> no. Well, I mean, late, yes. Sam, but... I have to go to bed. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I can't say I was a big fan of Volcano. I mean, it it's fine. I didn't hate my time with it. I felt like, I felt like for what the concept was, it wasn't nearly as exciting as it could have been. It had some fun moments. Uh, the acting was decent, except for Tommy Lee Jones, who... I don't know. Just as I maintain, angry. I, it's I fine. maintain. I thought he was fine because I thought he was just going to be very monotone. Like, ugh, this and is he a wasn't. Like, I'm with Sam. He was monotone. <laughs> I don't know. I think I again. That's just my expectations. That I thought he was going to be like the ultimate. This is a paycheck for me. I don't care. But I guess I was surprised. But look at him go. He's running and jumping and doing <laughs> stuff. Good for like, you, Tommy Lee like Jones. Tommy Lee Jones is like an old dog that you've like put out to pasture or something, and you're just happy to see it doing well in its life. Like, yes, I think that's it. It's like when you go back to an old Bruce Willis movie, and you're like, "Look at you, all enthusiastic and trying." Yeah, I don't yes. know that Volcano gave me the same reaction to Tommy Lee Jones as it did you. It was like this is like a. It's the perfect example of a movie that's just fine. I mean, I guess it was kind of nice to see, like, public works people, you know, getting to play the hero because you don't really get a lot of that. But. <laughs> you are struggling for nice things to say if that's what you just busted out. But I work for public works. We're the unsung heroes. Oh, that's right. I'm surprised then that you didn't spend this whole movie being like, this is, the, this is the finally this is our time to shine. Do. Yeah, this is it. Don yeah, Cheadle's, no, it... <laughs> Cheadle's me. Pay attention. Yeah, I don't know. I Volcano was fine. It was, it was fine. And Lil and I assume your opinion has not changed on viewing nine. All I gotta say to both of you is <laughs> <laughs> perfect. <laughs> No, seriously, I, I don't know. It's I have an unreasonable affection for this movie. Like day after tomorrow, I watch because it's like just quiet background. Like we've stated in that episode, it's quiet background and I can chill out to it. Volcano, I don't put on when I want to chill out. I put on Volcano because I want to watch Volcano. <laughs> and I apologize to the movie LAans that I uh aliens did i just say aliens i apologize to the movie aliens that i insulted by implying they could only think about one thing i'm sure on occasion it's two they can think about the volcano and looting whole foods <laughs> and <laughs> scientific equipment off the front of trucks i didn't uh, even know this movie ad- existed by the way before we started talking about really? this episode i had no idea oh i've always known and like i said i've always it's it's strange that i never took the time to watch it because 90s disaster movies are kind of, you know. Yeah, it's in your wheelhouse. My, yes, it's in my wheelhouse. Uh, there we go. So yeah, two, eh. And still alike. There's no shade. There's no guilty pleasures around here. You like the shit you like, and it's fine. Just go back and listen to the Space Jam episode if you ever need a perfect example of shaming for liking things. Oh, dear. Another That's- one my brother ruined. Yes, that's why we briefly uh, brought in the fuck you and here's why segment, but haven't done that in a while. 
for strong people who had strong rebuttals. Ah, something we are currently enjoying, Sam. Oh God, I still have nothing. Like, that's okay. That's the thing with recording two episodes back to back. Like, if I didn't have, I record them every week, and I have found a hundred and forty-one things that I like. I got a new Fitbit. Is that something? No. Okay, (laughs) Lillian, you go. Okay, um, I'm stop reading... asking me. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say it. Like, I can't even type the word. But I'm reading the newest uh, alien novel by Alex White. It's like car- alien charbitus carbitus something. Can't say it. And at, the alien books are one of those that like I keep coming back to the stories because I'm like I'm gonna like this. I gotta like this, right? I mean. I, I like alien. I like space horror. I got to like this. And they're always kind of okay. But this book, I'm actually like legitimately kind of digging. Now, when you say alien, like the, like the kind of side stories from the movies, like that alien. Yeah. Okay. I did not realize there was so many of them as a fan of the alien movies. I am intrigued by the words you were saying. Yep, uh, Alex White. He wrote. He also w- wrote the one that came before this, which was Alien Cold Forge, and I had that one as an audiobook. And I think maybe that, that might have been part of it because I love audiobooks, but sometimes the experience just it doesn't hit the mark. Um, I remember liking it, but just not being enthusiastic about it. And then there's a uh, Jonathan Mayberry edited a collection of like Space Marines, basically or Colonial Marines uh, anthology that was, again, pretty decent. It had some good points in it, but this one is the first one that I've just been like, yes! Nice. I'm I'm glad that turned, because I was scared that we we had another, like, I read these, they're fine, I don't know. So, yay! Um, I guess I will give a shout-out to, and I actually do think this is something I'll probably revisit, uh, the, the movie Nobody which is very John Wicky taking, you know, Bob Odenkirk, who comes from comedy and putting him in an action movie, a very streamlined, like 90 minute, no filler, the best kind of action scenes where they're like, what if we present it in a way where you can tell what's going on and actually have long takes and no quick cuts. And it's really well choreographed and put together. And it's just, Christopher Lloyd's there and it's just like oh, I'm so happy you're here and he gets to be awesome the body count is insane by the end of the movie it just basically becomes a live action violent R-rated cartoon Ooh. It, it was a lot of fun like my wife who was like I guess I'll watch this with you like by the end she was like this is so ridiculous it's like right it's just is this on Netflix or no right now it's because it's one of those um it came out in theaters and and digital kind of close together. So it's pricey. I think probably in the US, it's probably a $20 rental. I think here it was $25. I think, yeah, it came out in theaters like end of March. But I felt kind of weird spending the $25 plus tax Canadian on it, but 
it ended up ended up working out. So if you get you rent nobody, everybody listening, and then Mortal Kombat tomorrow, and then Godzilla vs. Kong. So you are welcome, Hollywood, for all the digital money I'm throwing at you. Because my God, like we've already established, we're gonna get Mortal Kombat. So. Each. Yeah, I'm 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 thinking I'll probably do Mortal Kombat. I wasn't going to, but I think I probably will. Mortal Kombat deserves my money. Fuck. I spent no, $5 on Mortal Kombat Annihilation. So I mean, if I can spend that on Mortal Kombat Annihilation, I can spend, you know, 20 or 25 bucks on actual good, good Mortal, Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. Yeah. I guess yeah. that's the book. Don't whisper no. Don't do that. Yes, Sam. Do it. Rent Mortal Kombat. What's wrong with Mortal Kombat, Lillian? My husband has an issue with it because he thinks it's a superhero movie and he doesn't like those. But what? we've already established <laughs> yeah. that he's very wrong. Yeah. You can't just <laughs> you can't just make shit up and be mad at the movie for it. It's like you with Dante's Peak. No, Dante's Peak is still fucking stupid. I I will die on that hill. It's like me saying I don't like, like Shrek Grandma should Shrek's, have Shrek's a superhero movie. Oi! <laughs> <laughs> There are no bad opinions, but sometimes there are bad opinions. Mostly they're Sam's. Well, this one wasn't. Sam has the correct Mortal Kombat opinion. The incorrect Dante's Peak opinion. Spoilers for my opinion on Dante's Peak. Thank you all. Because <laughs> guess what? <laughs> There's still another whole half of this episode to go. So maybe I'll put a something here to break up the segments. But I always say I will, and then I don't. So you're probably just going to hear us launch straight into Dante's Peak with a completely different human being in a few seconds. But I guess I don't even need to wrap the episode up because we're literally just going into another segment. Weird. This is true. Okay, well, thank you then to Lillian and Sam also for joining me here for Volcano Talk, which is the name of our spinoff podcast where we watch this movie every week (laughs) and come back and talk about it. Okay, that might be a little much even for me. (laughs) I guess there's no other line to go out on other than all their faces look the same. Go away. Don't be racist. Volcano says don't be racist. (laughs) Good night, everybody. Good night. Okay, welcome to the second segment. I assume I did not put anything in there to break up the two segments. Just welcome to the second segment. You heard Volcano. Now it's time for Dante's Peak. Dante's Peak. Because there is, thank you for that. We need a little enthusiasm (laughs) at 9.15 on a Saturday. Gotta stay awake. Dante's Peak. Because we've done a lot of nighttime records lately. And there's a good chance one of the children walks down to be like, what are you doing down here? And then we'll ask her what her thoughts are on Dante's Peak. (laughs) We, for the record, did not show her any of, you know, Dante's Peak, so... I think she's ready. She's watched Um, one movie, mm -hmm. and it was Spongebob, but I think movie two is like, all right, you're ready. You're ready for this. Nature does thing... Yeah, alive people. Why not? Nature shit is a thing to be feared. (laughs) Yes. Could this happen here? I mean, they didn't think it could happen in this movie, and here we are, so... Hard to say. Night, night. Oh my gosh, the nightmares. <laughs> Tomorrow, we're going to watch 
I don't have a third example. <laughs> What's worse? I look to my shelf, but the, the lights are off and I can't see what's there. Mm-hmm. We're going to watch Watership Down. Mortal Kombat. Because, <laughs> you know, it could happen. Have you seen Watership Down? No, don't, I don't think so. Don't. 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 Okay. <laughs> that is all. Anyone listening who has seen Watership Down understands exactly what I'm talking about. But we're not here to talk about Watership Down yet. Maybe one day. I had not seen Dante's Peak since theaters. I thought oh. I saw Dante's Peak, but I, I, as we were watching, it's like, I don't recognize, I mean, I know these people, but I don't recognize them in this movie at all. So I don't think I've ever seen it. I think I just saw Volcano and assumed it was Dante's Peak. So you just got like the Bond movies and Volcano mashed up in your head and yes. we're like, yeah, I guess I saw Sure, <laughs> exactly. Uh, oh, wife is here. I think I said in the first segment that you were going to be here, so. Okay. Hi. It's not a huge surprise. <laughs> Welcome back. Do you remember your last episode, what it was? No. You should. I don't remember 27 Dresses. Oh, yeah, okay. The, the only time ever where the movie and episode were all done the night before it had to go up. What a night. What a night that was. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I remembered exactly two things from this movie and it turns out one I remembered incorrectly. So it was, it was a pretty new experience. Uh, going in, I was pretty aware that in the great, and I said this in the first segment, I guess too, but in the, the volcano wars of 1997, that most people both financially and critically agreed that Dante's peak is the superior of the two. You did not watch Volcano with me, but you said you've watched it yeah. pretty recently. Yeah. It was on Netflix, and I just wanted something to watch. Yeah. So yeah, we'll get into it, I guess, a bit more at the end, The you know, because this is the definitive, like, after this, there's no reason to even have this conversation ever again. We are going to decide here and now which is the better of the two movies. I mean, come on, really? Yeah. They need our decision for yes. that? Yes. We're the most definitive <laughs> podcast of 2021. Uh, of course we are, There's, sure. Yeah, like they say that everyone's opinion matters, but it doesn't. Just this one. It's just ours. If you go on IMDb after tonight, it will be all reviews wiped <laughs> except a link to this episode. And they'll go, it's done. <laughs> so Dante's Peak stars Pierce Brosnan as... Volcan- <laughs> Mr. Volcano. No, he's a volcanologist. I think he, they Am say he's right? a, vulcan- a volcano. Well, it sounds like you're saying he studies Spock's. Well, that's what the joke was in the movie. Oh, it was. So I'm pretty sure it's volcanologist. Yeah, volcanologist. <laughs> uh, sounds made up, I'm sorry, to all of our volcanologist listeners, but that doesn't sound real. No, Vulcan is dates back to... Anyway, I'm not going to get into that, but no, Vulcan is an actual thing. I'm sure it is. It still sounds made up. Okay, <laughs> moving on. And then, uh, who's she? Who's who? The lady, the Terminator lady. Well, you skipped right past it, so you got to talk about the setup at the beginning where uh, volcanologists and his his girlfriend are escaping. There's a volcano, and they're like, we got to get away from the volcano. And the volcano goes, "Uh uh-uh. And then as they're driving away in a pretty brutal death, uh, uh, a, a, a fireball, which I think is the scientific term for what that was. Sure. A a molten projection comes smashing through the roof of their car and just pierces the top of her head. Yeah. And... Very bloody. 
I'm realizing in this moment, none of that really matters. I kind of thought he would have more of an arc where he's either, you know, scared of volcanoes or angry, like, oh, a volcano killed. Like, you're no. the volcano that killed no. my wife. No. Like, taken, but no. it's volcanoes. But it totally made sense because he was very, very driven to find out, you know, like, what's up with this volcano. That's true. Like, he wasn't letting it go because he remembered that time when it really, really hurt people. Okay, yeah, that's fair. I was only thinking of the scene where he tells, you know, Linda Hamilton, which I also, I have, outside of Terminator, I realized I haven't seen Linda Hamilton, I don't think, in a lot of things, in a lot yeah. of non-Terminator things. That's true. So it was kind of cool to just see her as the mayor of a small town and the love interest for Pierce Brosnan, but not just the love interest. She was, you know, she had more to do, thankfully, than just be, you're here to give him motivation to fight the volcano. Uh, but he already had, you know, he already had the motivation. It doesn't get to that, unfortunately. There isn't a scene where he, like, jumps into the volcano and starts punching it <laughs> to be like, you took my wife or my girlfriend. Girlfriend, I guess. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So he goes to the small town of Dante's Peak. We never find out how small. We just know it's under 20,000 because it was voted the second best. We do find out. It's like 8,000-ish or something. I don't remember They mentioned that. it at some point. You're being very contradictory tonight. Yes, I know, because you're wrong. You have a real attitude you're wrong. tonight. I'm right and you're wrong. Dante's Peak is bringing out the worst side of you right now. <laughs> Fine, 8,000-something in this small town of Dante's Peak, which is at the base of a big, intimidating-looking volcano, which immediately was like, I would never want to live there. Just every day seeing that thing, it would always make you a little uneasy. Wouldn't yeah, it? it would. It's, it made me remember my um, my archaeology classes where, you know, first things like, oh, you learn about Pompeii and like, oh, famous eruption, you know, the poor city people, like they lived at the base of this volcano that they thought was dormant. And then she flashed, the professor flashed a picture of current Pompeii. It's like, yeah, look, these guys are even closer to the volcano. Right? And that's it's even, like, um, what? That's even worse. It's like, y'all remember what this thing I did, know. right? Like, this this is a famous event in history. Like, Maybe don't live there. Fool me once, etc., etc. <laughs> Yeah, I, I oh, we built a town next to all these sleeping dinosaurs. We're pretty confident they're not going to wake up. Oh, no. So I already am opposed to the idea of Dante's Peak. So Pierce Brosnan rolls in. At first, I think it's just him. His team comes later. And he's like, something's up. This volcano's mad. This volcano's going to do something. Well, his team sends him, like his boss, right? Yeah. Oh, him. yeah. Go check out. You yeah. got a couple of days to go check this out. And he's pretty confident, you know, something's up, something's up. And he starts to... So he calls in the cavalry. Yeah, and there, you know, it's the pretty classic, you know, hey, science man, you don't don't appreciate your science ways. There are other non-science things at stake here. We can't close the beach just because you say there's a shark, et cetera, et cetera. (laughs) We just watched a movie where there was something, one of the disaster movies we watched had something very... Similar, similar yeah. to like we can't or actually no it was a book I was reading never mind had a very like we can't close down the fair just because of one dead person oh there is a killer on the loose crap uh, but the, the small town politics come into play because you know they just won this award they're the second best 
place in America to live with a population under 20,000. Like tourist season's coming and tourists are going to want to come because they won this award. And if tourists get even a whiff of maybe a volcano will explode while you're here, yeah. they'll go like, well, let's fuck <laughs> off to Disneyland then. Yeah. You know? Like it'd be Prob- cool, I guess, but maybe not. Yeah. Like, do we, do we want to go shake Goofy's hand or risk lava? <laughs> Let's go. So, you know, you, you stop this, Mr. Science. Don't let this get out. And then his team shows up and his boss is, a, you know, un- undermines him and is like, oh, you know, he's he's just enthusiastic. He's just wants what's best. But, you know, don't listen to the volcano. It's all going to be fine. Yeah, we're we're going to stick around. I mean, his boss is, like, nice enough and... Like, he explains himself, like, he, he has a past where they jumped jumped the gun and told some other city to evacuate, and it turned out the volcano didn't explode, and it, like, ruined that city yeah. economically, so it makes sense. He, he explains himself, yeah. and he's a pretty nice guy. The volcano tripped them at one time, yeah. so, like, as that's what we've learned in these last two movies, is volcanoes are sneaky. Yep. Don't trust the volcano. Volcanoes, they're the the they're the Loki of natural disasters. Always pranking and like fooling, fooling around. And then you go like, ah, oh, you got me this time, volcano, as you slowly melt in a subway car. Uh yeah, and he starts to, you know, he meets Linda Hamilton's character, who also has a name. I don't remember any of them. <laughs> Uh, she's the mayor, like, she's, like, what, the mayor, and she runs the, what does she run? She a runs a, shop. she runs a coffee shop, and she's a single mom, like, getting it done. Good yeah. for her. Got a lot Just of things. one of those things sounds awful, so the fact that she's, that she's juggling all three, and, you know, the kids immediately take a liking, because as we learned in Mrs. Doubtfire, kids love Pierce Brosnan, so. Hephaestus, that was the other name. What? Sorry. Okay, it was bugging me. Vulcan is Roman and Hephaestus is Greek. I thought for a second you were telling me that was one of the character <laughs> names. Really like I would me. remember if Pierce Brosnan's <laughs> name if they had to keep saying Hephaestus. You're Hephaestus. getting everybody riled. Hephaestus. You're getting everyone a little too riled up. No, it, it's the um, uh, god of uh, making stuff. Oh crap! What's Construction. It? No. Building like, Legos. Like you know, connects. banging a sword. Um. Oh. oh my gosh! What blacksmithing, welding, something like that? Yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's, it's gonna bug me because it's a vid- it's a video so... game term for sure. Anytime you need to, ah, uh, crap. Yeah, now this is gonna what? forge. Yes, there we go. He he was he was the Roman god of that. Of anyway, so there uh, and fire and stuff. So it makes sense with the Vulcan and the Vulcan. Okay, never mind. Okay, sorry. That was like earlier in the episode, but that was bugging me. No, okay, we, moving on. Moving we on. like it when people learn things. Okay. We sure. like to be also very educational, and especially with Disaster Movie Month, we've been dropping a lot of science, so it's good to also drop a little mythology in there. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. So it's nice. Uh, it's, that's also his kind of motivation is, I like, you know, I like this woman, I like these kids. I, I, I don't want a volcano yeah, to no, get them. Don't. No. So lava bad, lava bad. That's what he says in the movie when mm-hmm. he draws to get the townspeople to understand. He writes lava bad on a big chalkboard <laughs> and just keeps pointing to it. And they're just like, okay, but what if it was good? It's like, oh, you're not getting it. Oh. Eventually the, the, he's right though. Yes. The volcano explodes. Yes. 
And it takes a while, it though. It does. Just, that's really the annoying part. Like, yes, they're trying to be nice and they're tiptoeing around politics and stuff, but they have so much time to calmly get people out of there. But it's like, no, I think this is okay. I think it's okay. And even when, like, that night when the water is, like, all weird and stuff, like... Um, oh, and, the sulfur and the... Yeah. And, yeah, well, the, also, that's even after... Two people are literally boiled alive. Yes, yes. that was like the first thing that happened. So, and they're like, yeah, it could have been something else. It's like, okay, sure. Anyway, um, so yeah, after that water thing happened, that was like in the middle of the night or something, right? Because he goes to his boss's hotel room or motel room and he's like, look, look at this water. Like the volcano's definitely up to something, right? And the boss finally is like, yes, okay, fine. We got to, you know, we got to call somebody to help. And they don't have a town meeting, a town meeting for Cranet Latin until 6 p.m. the following day. Like, come on, guys, you lost like a whole day. Shouldn't you like, I don't know, go through the streets blaring saying, you guys, evacuate now well at that point they still think they have some time like well, they yeah, have that conversation dumb. they have that they, they are scientists oh, he's scientists. a volcanologist he knows the absolute well, like that's only one step below the supreme volcanologist i'm actually surprised at that point he's not pushing for everything to go faster it's like you've been pushing people to you know take this seriously the whole time and now that they're taking it seriously push them to go faster but no yeah no, the volcano explodes okay. during the town hall meetings so. uh, right like they barely get anything started and so they're all crammed into that gym. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, great. That, and there's only like one exit. That was dumb. Yeah, it does take a while for the volcano to explode. I didn't mind because I had the exact opposite complaint about volcano where like there's this kind of, it's nothing. It's, I think I described it as the absolute bare minimum of what you need to do to say your movie has a story. Like, here's Tommy Lee Jones. He has a daughter. Anyway, there's a volcano. Mm-hmm. I liked that this got more into the small town. I, I just like movies that take place in quaint little small towns. Yeah. So I liked that, you know, that you see some more of the day-to-day stuff. And I liked that they do, like I said, it reminds me of Jaws. The little the politics of we can't just close the beach slash evacuate the town because one guy says there might be a problem. And then, uh-oh. Hmm. So I liked that stuff. It you know made me care a little bit more about like in Tommy Lee, the Tommy Lee Jones character in Volcano. Okay, I, I I guess I don't want bad things to happen to you, but at least in here it's like okay, these are actual people I've not grown too attached to, but a little more attached to. Like we get you know more history and scenes of them together and building that relationship, and so when the volcano explodes and things start to happen there's an actual like oh crap there's more of urgency i guess yeah plus the sequence where the town is being evacuated beats any of the i would say any of the sequences in volcano like in the the, the, they do a good job of capturing like the panic and just like the effects i think look better here yeah. than in Volcano. Actually, I don't remember the effects in Volcano. They're not great. Like, even just, like, the, the shot of the volcano in the back the background of the town, like, 
starting to explode is like, wow, that's that's a cool shot. Uh, I do think the movie, that whole sequence is great when they're trying to like get out of the town. Um, there's some good kind of set pieces there. Uh, and then the bulk of the movie, and this is where uh, Sam, who is on the volcano segment, she has a, a seething hatred <laughs> for Dante's Peak. So finally, after I watched it, I was like, what's the, what is the complaint? And her complaint, actually, I can probably read it verbatim. But her complaint is essentially around the grandma stuff. So we know that the grandma lives kind of on the outskirts of the town. And as soon as this all starts happening, you see Linda Hamilton on the phone going, you know, Ruth, you got to get out of there. Ruth isn't going to go. So she basically tells the grandkids, look, if she wants to stay up there and die, that's her problem. We can't do anything about it. And they go off to the town hall meeting. Which was dumb because they should have taken the kids with them, right? Because, like, they live close to the volcano. They're telling Grandma, hey, get your ass off that hill. Yeah. Get away from the volcano. And they leave the kids up there. Mind the store. They're not as close as, you know, Ruth is, Grandma Ruth. But still really annoying. Like, she's like, oh, make sure, pack a bag while we're gone because we have to go. It's like, well, frig, be ready to go now. Now. Yeah. <sighs> Dumb people. And, and again, had all day to pack. All day. That Okay, that is fair. Uh, yeah, your complaints are getting. So I have Sam's comment in front of me. I think one of the children sounds upset. Uh-oh. Uh, okay, we're back. Had to just go talk to a child. She's all good. Our child, not a random child. (laughs) All right, so I have Sam's comments in front of me, so let's pick them apart because she's wrong. The entire fucking plot revolves around these idiots saving Granny, then Granny fucking dies. Spoilers. Everyone who goes into this should know we're going to spoil everything. (laughs) To save their stupid fucking asses, which wouldn't have needed saving if they hadn't had tried to save Granny. So let's dissect how that's a, a silly opinion to have especially if that's the root of your hatred for this movie. At that point, Linda Hamilton has already said, I've done what I can. Grandma's going to stay. That's Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. They go to the town hall meeting, leave the kids behind, and then when they return, they discover the kids have taken the truck and they themselves have taken it upon themselves to go get Grandma. Yes. So it is not so much we have to go get grandma and that's what it's we have to go get the children who have gone to grandma's yes although i do think they intercept them and then continue the journey to grandma's if i'm not no, mistaken you are mistaken okay she finds them at grandma's okay and then from there it's okay grandma we have to go and then that yeah. leads to the segment i remembered which is where they're on the the boat that begins to melt because the lake is acid which it seems like a volcanologist would have checked first before he was like, let's get in this metal boat. Well, they were being chased by lava, so... But lava's pretty slow. They probably had time. It was fast-moving lava. It was, actually. In Volcano, it's more like, I'm coming. Oh, <laughs> you guys better get ready, because this oh, is almost lava time. But then this was like but it's the like 28 going, Days Later yeah. version of it, where it was just like... <laughs> going right. down a hill. Oh, right? man, you motherfuckers, lava time, here I come. It's like, oh, no. <laughs> we didn't know the zombies could run. Uh, okay, so Sam, you're wrong about that. Well, okay. I'm also going to argue here. Oh, God. I understand her point of view. No. Because, yeah, because 
if it wasn't for friggin' stupid grandma, the kids would not want to do that. That is fair. But I think her argument is more like, okay, well, let me read you her second comment. At least TLJ, which is what the cool kids call Tommy Lee Jones, had the good sense to not fucking take, you curse too much, Sam. Even I feel like saying a lot of swear words. Had the good sense to not frigging take his kid with him once he realized volcano. These dumbasses were determined to make death a fun family outing for all ages. So that kind of goes okay, back wait, to what no, I was. They don't take the kid. No, they what? that. I think I yeah, think, I think Sam and I know her. this is turning into just you know bashing you, but I said I was that's what I was gonna do. Uh, th- that is more like if they had like, come on, kids, we got to go get grandma, which is not what happened. It's oh god, the kids went on their own to get grandma because grandma herself wouldn't leave, Dumb thus grandma. making it grandma's fault. Yes, but this argument is more sounding like we all need to go get her despite her wishes, and then she ends up dying anyway. Yeah, that's it's, not that's what not what happens, no. Samantha. <laughs> Maybe it's time to let go of your hatred and your <laughs> blind rage because it is skewing your memories. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, grandma does die saving them. She jumps in there. They're so close. But uh, the, the No, exactly. They're so close. They probably could have made it. Yeah. Grandma didn't need to sacrifice herself uh, in the lake of acid. But we'll never know. No. We'll uh, never know. Yeah, the acid has eaten the motor on their boat, basically. And they're so close. But so uh, Pierce Brosnan has wrapped, I guess, his shirt around his hand and is just using it to yeah. paddle, which someone else should be helping him do and they'd probably be moving like come on Linda I wouldn't Hamilton. want to stick my hand in acid wrap you? your shirt around it mm. acid can't eat through I'm shirts I'm wearing my shirt I don't think it's cold there's acid everywhere <laughs> so you're probably fine I don't think that's the way acid works it doesn't give off heat. are you a volcanologist <laughs> do you know how science works there is lava everywhere there is whatever. lava on the banks of the of the the lake I want and my skin acid. kind of protected Buy a shirt because there's freaking acid everywhere. Okay, but if you don't put the shirt around your hand and help me paddle, the boat's gonna get eaten. So it's either your maybe your hand gets singed from like being crazy. They were really calm, actually. Are you kidding me? That that boy, what's his name? Oh my gosh, what's Uh, his name? Graham. Yeah. Graham. He's just like it's sinking, it's sinking. We're gonna sink. We're gonna sink. We're 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 not gonna. We're gonna sink. Like a little panicky kid. Okay, calm the f down. Come on, you're gonna rock the boat and you're gonna kill everybody. I would wager every dollar we have that if we were on a boat surrounded by acid that was melting, you would be doing the exact same thing. No way! I'd be trying to keep you calm. I doubt it. I already have my shirt wrapped around my hand and I'm paddling. <laughs> yeah, right. Except I are. wouldn't have thought about the shirt part, so I, my hand, my bare hand, is just in the water, and it's like it's too late. And I'll be like, remember when they did this in Saw 3? It does really hurt, just like it looked like in Saw 3. I don't even remember what happened. I mean, they get out, obviously. Yeah, they get out. They escape the town. Uh, There is that sad moment where they're driving out, and she's like, wow, we worked so hard, and look at it. And we assume that the kids and her go to live with Pierce Brosnan. Like, we have to assume that. No word about all of the displaced people with no homes or businesses or lives now. Well, technically, I have to say they don't actually get out. You know that, right? I guess they don't actually get out. Yeah. But I mean, they get buried buried alive 
in a in like old a, abandoned mine. Yeah, and then, <laughs> and then they get found. Pierce Brosnan uses this NASA satellite tech that he grabs, and saying, "This might just come in handy." And then, thank God, because ten minutes later, it sure does. And yeah, they find them all buried, and that's kind of the end of the movie. Is he and Linda Hamilton kiss, and the kids go, oh, "Our mom's gonna have sex with that guy. That makes us happy." And that's the end of the movie. But I mean, they're being rescued. They yeah. they get out. It's not as though the volcano's like, "All right, I got them all where I want them, and I'm going round two. But maybe. But maybe volcanoes right. are the Loki's of they're the tricky. of the environment. Little tricksters. They might be like, "Oh, well, I'm sleeping." Ah, boy. So, which one's better? Dante's Peak. <laughs> like it's not even, I don't even think it's close. I mean, okay, it's a little close. It's not like Dante's Peak is a five star and Volcano's a two. It's like Volcano's a two and a half and Dante's a three, basically. But <laughs> like, yeah. I, I think I liked the lead up. I liked the, um, the first bit. With when like I said, the town's being evacuated, and I think the boat sequence is pretty good. I think after that, when it gets into when they're in the, I got started to check out a little bit when they're just going through the mine shaft and yeah, like, okay. And he's like, oh, I forgot the elf, which is that tracking yeah. thingy from NASA, and then he goes back and it's like, oh crap. Yeah, like all of that stuff, and the you know the journey to Grandma's has its moments, but I think the the build up of you know. Things are getting bad. Things are getting bad. I think that stuff works well. Like the escalation there of two people got boiled. You know, Volcano didn't really have that sense of escalation. Like a little bit, but I just feel like it was, oh my God, immediate, the worst problem ever. Whereas this had a little more. Well, because it was Things sneaky. started to go wrong. Like it they go to look. sneaky in Volcano, right? It was like underground. Yeah. Like you don't know I'm here, but yeah, I'm lurking. here. One so. of them asshole lurker to volcanoes. But yeah, this had more, you know, let's go t- check it out. Oh, one of our guys got injured because the volcano, when we got there, was like shaky, 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 and they fell. And Yeah, and I think it just does a better job with the characters. Like, they're not outstanding, fully fleshed creations, but they're more than Tommy Lee Jones has a daughter, and there's a cop, and a doctor. Yeah. And the effects are better in Dante's Peak. Yeah, okay. I'll have to believe you because I don't remember. There I am. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, what were your final thoughts on Dante's Peak? Uh, I'm not going to watch it again anytime soon. But no, I, it was okay. I feel comfortable having gone 24 years without seeing it. <laughs> and maybe, yeah, 24 more years from now, I'll be like, hey, hologram project Dante's Peak. It's definitely something I can work during. Like, yes. it can be on in the background. I won't be like, I gotta watch this. It's like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Fine. It's the one where you put your head out. Ooh, I like this part. Yeah. Which I think is what Lillian said she does with Volcano. And it, yeah, it makes sense. But yes, you have heard it here first and last. Dante's Peak is objectively the better Volcano movie of 1997. And ever? No, they did make a Pompeii movie, which I don't think we ever saw. Huh. I think the day after true. tomorrow guy did it actually. He did it was the the Game of Thrones guy, Jon Snow, I think. Yeah, I never saw the Apparently it is not good, but Maybe that's why. Yeah, and I well, feel like it's going to go the Obviously um, I 
everybody knows what happens and children die and stuff. So that's probably why I haven't yeah. watched it. I also think it's it probably went the Titanic route of yeah, exactly. lo- you know, kill no. Jon Snow and a love like, oh, you know, I hope our the volcano doesn't erupt and, and lava <laughs> melts our love. Oh, it did. And then, you know, the final shot is I'm 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 what happened to them? They all got like frozen in place. In Pompeii, they were covered by like ash and pumice and stuff. Yeah. So that's like the final shot is like him and ash. I don't know. I'm probably never going to watch it. It was in 3D. How sad could it be? Uh, yeah, I guess. We didn't do the traditional wrap up at the end of segment one. So, oh, wait, something we're enjoying. Is it just Mortal Kombat? <laughs> Oh, oh, what am I enjoying? Uh, oh, I know what I'm enjoying. The Nevers. Oh, yeah, you have been watching that. Yeah. On your, on your free time. Yeah, I've watched like two episodes. Only two are out so far. Actually, the third might be out now because it's the weekend. Um, but yeah, I'm enjoying it. It's good. It's um, basically about like set in, what, turn of the century? The last few years of Victoria's rain are you asking me i've never seen it no no no. i'm just i'm thinking out loud you don't have to answer (laughs) i know this (laughs) and uh and it's like it's unclear but like maybe an alien force comes or somebody comes something comes and like scatters these little light beads or something and then some people develop powers and so it's kind of like an alternate history how, now how you're <laughs> describing it is like how weird. our kid would weird. describe a dream they had <laughs> but it's interesting okay maybe an alien it's and then they all have powers, powers. It's okay, okay. Like, some some have little powers some have bigger powers some have silly powers like one lady's powers the other day were like she can touch things and they float up very slowly and then they fall it's like Okay, cool. So the I don't shittiest really want power. That power. <laughs> but then there's this other lady who would shoot fireballs from her hand. I want that power. Yeah, that sounds way better. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm enjoying that. It's witty and fun and intriguing. Let's see. More we just found out who one of the bad guys was, and I want to see more. What are you enjoying? Mortal Kombat, I guess, is my answer, because I just recorded one of these two days ago, and it's the only thing I've seen since. Uh, The new one. Obviously, we did an episode a few weeks back with uh, the the 90s movies, if you recall. Both Sam and I really liked the first. It's Well, maybe really like is strong, but we we enjoyed it, and the second is still hot trash. Uh, this one is good. It's rated R, like, oh, like, as rated R (laughs) as it can get. The Kano character is dropping a curse word in like every sentence. And yeah. The there's lots of lots of fatalities. Oh, so and much blood. So much blood. It's couldn't look. It's not without its issues. I still am, you know, on the internet side, and then adding a bland main character not from the video games was a weird choice. Uh, some of the performances are not terrific, but <laughs> no. And it, but it, it's fun. Yeah, it's a fun movie. It's like an hour 40. It flies by. Yeah. It's got a lot of cool references to the games that, you know, it's pretty cheesy and silly. And I saw some people say it's boring. I have no idea how you could watch that movie and be bored. But that's just me. I, I, I enjoyed it a lot. 
So check it out. 25 bucks in Canada. But all you American people can go watch it on HBO Max right now for free for like another month. So. Okay, and The Nevers is on Crave. I don't know if it's anywhere else. In the states that will probably also be on HBO Max. So there you go, American listeners. Fire up that HBO subscription and kill some time. Uh, thank you to Tev Sound for the theme song. Thank you to Wife for joining me for segment two. I think I already thanked Lillian and Sam for segment one. That is our longer than the movies. <laughs> well, at least Sorry. individually. You couldn't watch them both in this time, but this episode is officially longer than if you were to watch one of the movies. Is this the longest episode ever? No, oh. no. The Are You Afraid of the Dark episode is three hours, and episode 100, I think, was like two and a half. That's crazy. This one will be about just under two. So honestly, this lengthwise, this might only be like top five. Uh, follow us on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. As always, I promise to try and update more. Twitter, there's a lot going on because it's nice and fast. Instagram, you have to think of a picture. There's just so much work involved. Uh, throw some money at our Patreon. I, I, I did buy an external hard drive, so thanks for anyone who has donated. That was extremely helpful to free up some space. Next quest is for a top, top-notch top microphone. Uh, so that would be that would be terrific as well. And I don't know. How do we end this? The usual way. What's the usual way? I don't know. Don't you have a sign-off by now? No, I, I make the other people give me a quote from the movie. Oh, I don't remember any that. quotes from the movie. I All should right. have been writing something down. Well, then I'll say something real. My orange juice is probably lukewarm, and I want to go finish drinking the orange juice I poured before this episode. So I'm going to go do that. And everyone listening, you can drink your orange juice if you want. I don't. This is why you're supposed to have a movie quote. This is bad. So for all those things nostalgic, I have to do.